It's a new week. It means it's Friday. It's been a good week. We had Thanksgiving last week, and uh, I went home to be with my family a little bit. I'm sorry I didn't get an episode out to you guys, but I wanted to be present with my family. My sisters came in from out of town to hang out with us with their dogs. We had four dogs in the house. All my brothers-in-laws, which is only two of them, and then my two sisters. So it was a lot of fun in the Hales household, but it was busy, so I didn't have time to do an episode. But it's good because I was able to just be present with my family. I'm excited to get this episode out too because it's not just me speaking today. I actually have a guest, and this is an exciting topic that we're going to be talking about today. But before we get into the topic, I guess I will introduce my guest, um, Emma Claire. I'll let you introduce yourself. Um, so tell me about yourself. Where are you from? How'd you choose Liberty? She goes to Liberty. What's your major? All that stuff. Yeah. So my name is Emma Claire. I am a junior at Liberty University, and my major is Global Studies. So that's one of the more um, lesser known degrees, but it's in the School of Divinity. So I get to study the Bible. Um, I get to study missions and cross-cultural interactions, which is super cool. I also have minors in Spanish and teaching English as a second language. Wow. So, yeah. So you're, like, bilingual. Um, sure. Bilingual. <laughs> yeah. I like to say I can understand Spanish, but I can't really speak it or yeah. write it or anything like that. So I that's pretty interesting. That. So Boaz, Alabama. That's where tell, I'm from. Tell us a little bit about Boaz, Alabama. Mm, it's about, what, 8,000 people town, pretty small town. Wow. Um, love being from a small town, but I go to Walmart and I run into everyone I know. So if I ever feel lonely, just go to Walmart. <laughs> Is Walmart y'all's big attraction down oh, there in Boaz? Oh, for sure. That's... No Target or anything? No, not just at Walmart. all. Just Walmart. There's Walmart. We love to see and it. And Sonic. Sonic? Yeah. I feel like that's kind of a... Do you have like Chick-fil-A and stuff? No. But you have a Sonic. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, that's fun. So we've got a fun guest today. Um, apologies too. It is uh, World Cup Day. <laughs> Iran is playing the United States, so I'm like keeping up with that as we're doing this podcast. And then I also have the England Wales game on my TV. So if you see any breaks uh, in talking, it's it's probably because I'm not paying attention. Um, but it's big. The USA have to win the game to go through versus Iran. So I'm hoping I won't rep my USA jersey today. So we're here for it. But obviously, I've got priorities, and this is one of them. So we got to get her done. Um, so yes, you talked to me a little bit about your major, which is very unique. Like you said, it is an interesting major here at Liberty. I don't meet a lot of people who are in that. Mm -hmm. So is your goal to go do missions full time? Yeah, I would say so. Um, as of now, that's kind of the path I'm preparing for. A lot of spiritual training. We've had like two different retreats this semester with my degree program. Um, a lot of teaching English preparation too. That's kind of the route I want to go with it. Um, because if you can teach English, you can get into pretty much any country you want and then, you know, further the gospel through that way. So That's kind of genius. I'm not going to lie. That's what I'm saying. So you're about to head out of the borders of the United States soon and tell yeah. everybody where you're going. I'm going to eastern France. So I'll be there next semester and I will be in a smaller town with a lot of refugees. So... I'll get to teach English and minister, and the goal is to go alongside the church in that town and build relationships with the refugees and, you know, hopefully have gospel conversations. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you typically know where the refugees are from in that area? We've got Middle Eastern, primarily Afghanistan. We have North Africa, um, a lot from North Africa, and then some from Ukraine. Ah, okay, so, awesome. Yeah, That's mix. awesome. Yeah, a big mix, but that makes it really cool because it's yeah. like... 
it's definitely diverse um and that's your passion so that's pretty Mm -hmm. sweet so has your heart like coming to liberty was it always in global studies because i know we've talked a little bit about aeronautics um obviously y'all know i was in aeronautics for a while and then i got grounded by the fa due to anxiety medicine um and i think that's how Emma Claire and I originally like connected because I worked with Emma Claire when I was at the Welcome Center, which I just recently um, decided to move away from that because I got an internship um, back home. And Emma also decided to do the same because so she sad. is going to France next <laughs> semester, which she kind of has to, has to do that. But yeah, I think we met through I think so. bonding over aeronautics. Probably. And then you being from Alabama because my sister's from there. That's true. Or yeah. lives there now. So, but no. yeah, so aeronautics was your original thing coming mm-hmm. into Liberty. It was mission aviation, okay. so aeronautics global studies. So the yeah. Lord had already, you know, worked that part of me um, for the mission field. But yeah, similar story. He humbled me and was like, "Hey, no, I want you to be focused full time on ministry." So that's awesome. He has a way of doing that. He yeah. definitely, definitely does uh, humble us in certain ways, which yeah. is one of the ways he also humbled me by not being able to fly. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does it for our good. Mm-hmm. So getting into the topic of today, this is going to be such an interesting topic. And it's honestly going to be a lot of Emma Claire talking because she is way more well-versed on this subject than I am. Oh, wow. um, she's got a thick stack of notes here. And I need to literally, we just got in my apartment. Um, so I need to pull my notes out. I'm trying to remember where I even took the notes. Um, oh, no. <laughs> the notes are in my car right now, so oh, no. it's okay though. I have them in my head. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about why the top. Introduce the topic. Okay. Um, and then talk to me a little bit about why it was on your heart so much. Yeah. So the broad version is faith, obviously. So we're gonna talk about faith, which is so broad, and you can go so many directions with that. And I realized that when I started researching and studying, I was like, wow, we gotta narrow it down. But what inspired this was Hebrews 11.6, which says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And, you know, if it's impossible to please God without faith, then we need to understand what that actually means. Um, Because especially in American Christian culture, we use the word faith so liberally, and it means so many different things. Um, I even, like, got with a few of my friends on the hall that I live on, on campus, and was like, okay, tell me what faith means to y'all. And I got, like... I think six different definitions. No way. And so it's very interesting, and I think it's a needed topic to talk about. I would agree. I think we so just nonchalantly use the word faith in multiple different instances. So what are some of the most common definitions you kind of got or uses of the word faith? Yeah, so the most common is as a synonym for trust. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, And then another is believing without seeing. Yeah. Um, a set of beliefs or religion. So kind of when you say my faith, this is my faith, mm-hmm. this is my beliefs, my religion. Another was just being a believer. If you say this person is in the faith, that means they are a believer. Very true. Um, and then some other uses for it is used as an excuse to not do something mm. or to cover a gap in knowledge, which we'll talk about later. But okay. That's kind of what I came up with. I like it. So one of the areas... I pulled my notes up that I had on my computer about this. The four areas that I had kind of seen that a lot of people talk about the use of the word faith is, like you said, a personal belief um, or a mental acceptance slash acknowledgement of God's existence. So Mm -hmm. um, Hebrews 11, uh, 
one talks about that Mm -hmm. assurance of things hoped for um, and conviction of things not seen. Another use of it is a conduct or work inspired by the complete surrender to mental acceptance. So Mm -hmm. it's just as repentance can be seen in Matthew three. So too faith can be seen. Um, And then a third is a trusting or trustworthiness. So like I have faith in you or a faith in God. Um, I think we oftentimes use it as a, I have faith in other human beings, Yeah. but as we are broken and sinful human beings, um, it can sometimes be hard to have faith or trust in someone. The only person that we can fully have a full faith and trust in is Christ, who is perfect, um, who has never lied, who has never sinned or anything like that. Um, And then the fourth definition was a system of doctrine and morality peculiar to Christianity. Mm -hmm. So this means like statements encouraging us to properly maintain the system of faith or keep the faith, Mm -hmm. um, which you kind of mentioned. So in what ways do you see yourself going through day to day, like using the faith Mm -hmm. as a word? Yeah. So I think the one, I even heard you use it multiple times, the most common one is faith as a synonym for trust. And I think... That's accurate, but there is a distinction. Um, And so I found from a source, uh, faith is inseparable from trust. It's the confidence that God can and will do what he says in his word. But the distinguishing mark is that faith includes both intellectual assent to something and trust in it. So we believe something to be true. We also place our faith in it. We rely on it. And so an example that I found was a chair. You can look at a chair and you believe that it is built to sustain you, but you don't like place your faith in it until right. you sit in it. So right. it requires some sort of action when it's used with that definition. Wow. And I think that's probably the one that I use the most. But I, one that I'm really guilty of uh, is saying, um, just have faith as an excuse to <laughs> like not do anything. <laughs> really guilty of that. Yeah. Like not study for a test and then have faith, you know? <laughs> don't think that's how There's, it works. <laughs> speaking of that, there's one guy, I love him to death. Uh, he's in my math class, and oh, no. my professor always asks for prayer requests at the end of class, and then we'll pray at the end of class. Yeah. And he will always say, oh, "Well, I've got a, I've got a test in my next class, and I have not studied for it at all. So, like, I just really pray, like, bless that God him. can just bless me <laughs> in this test. Um, I just, you know, yeah. I have faith that He will, type thing. Uh, but I think that what you said is very true, like about the chair. Mm-hmm. You know, we can see something and acknowledge and 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 hope in it that it will support us but we won't truly know that it will support us until we take that action mm-hmm. to do that yeah. and i think that that's so important too relating that to the gospel because mm-hmm. i've talked about this i think on my first episode but it's simply not enough to look at god or see god and just know that he can save you like the demons and satan know who god yeah, is you know the demons say know who god is yeah. but you have to take that action of mm-hmm. faith to actually take the tangible step to put your faith and trust in God. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, go off, go off that a little bit. You said you had, mm-hmm. you had notes on that. I was just agreeing with you. Yeah. yeah the, I think that's a very important um, distinction, which we were talking about is faith is not just believing. And that's mm-hmm. a very popular term. Have you ever heard faith is believing? I mean, especially yeah. around Christmas time. Yeah, of course. Um, Cause we believe in Santa. It's more than that. Um, and yeah, I think it's dangerous to equivalent the word faith with beliefs because, like you said, the, the demons believe and tremble, um, but they're not saved, right? right. They're demons. They're right. Satan. And so right. I think it's important to have that um, action step, like you said. I love that. I think that is, too, 
it's so convicting to think about that because are we living our are we living our life every day you know from what other people can see as are we walking around knowing that we have faith in Christ and showing that we have faith in Christ because mm-hmm. um, I think oftentimes we put our faith and trust in too many things of this world and we lack the we wonder why we lack contentment we wonder why we lack um, peace mm-hmm. um, or trust in things and it's simply because in my head we don't put faith in the things that we need to put faith in no, yeah. um, and I think because we don't do that, that is why we are such an anxious, you know, people. And anxiety and all of that stuff has only gotten worse, as we talked about last episode, as the United States itself is noted as the most anxious nation in the world. And I think that it's because we lack, we try to put our contentment in the things of this world. And if you look at a lot of the other countries that I'm sure you've witnessed as you've gone on mission, they have absolutely nothing, but they're so content. Yeah. Um, and it's... Honestly, just because their contentment and faith is put in Christ, and that's and that's they've understood that that's all they need. Yeah, and I feel like the more we try to control in our lives, the more anxious we're going to be. Amen. And that's why the United States is the most anxious nation because we are all about controlling every minute aspect of our lives. And even just from the small experiences I've had overseas, go into more being cultures where in the United States are very much a doing culture, but being cultures, they, they don't try to control. They just live and they're present in the day to day. Um, and that's why they are more content. I was talking to my roommate about that. I was like, how many aspects of our lives are we trying to control right now? Um, and like, how many, and how, like, where is the faith? Right. We're giving him no room. Right. That's not how it's supposed to be. And, yeah. We're not supposed to just, you know, reserve a little section of our life for Christ. Like mm. we're supposed to give Christ our, our whole being. And I think that there's a difference between having faith, like for instance, um, trusting in God's plan for your life um, and also planning things for your life. So your plan right now is to go over to France next semester Mm -hmm. um, and do a number of different things. Mm -hmm. Now that's your plan. And I, and I do solemnly believe God has opened those doors, but God could take away that tomorrow. And you, you could be like, what in the world? You know, like that was my plan to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, just like it was our plans to when we originally came to Liberty to both go into aeronautics. Yeah. And I really do believe that that aspect of of my life, the aeronautics realm, was something that God took away because I found my full identity in that. Mm-hmm. And I was giving God a little bit, I was reserving God a little bit of space in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. But I was not opening him up to the full amount of my life. Mm-hmm. And so... My faith was in the things that I could do and not the things that God had mm. allowed me to do yeah. um, because it's just his, his grace that he gives us every day and his mercy that he mm. gives us every day, which allows us to do the things that, you know, the, the skills and gifts that he's given. Mm. So um, with more uses of the word faith, what have you seen through kind of your research on that, like scripture wise mm. um, that we talk about, like that it talks about it? Yeah. So you mentioned earlier Hebrews 11, 1, mm-hmm. which the version I read says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And when I read that, the question that comes to my mind is, is biblical faith blind faith? And the dictionary definition of blind faith is belief without true understanding, perception, or discrimination. And blind faith is definitely a tool that atheists use against us mm. as believers. They, you know tell us that our faith is just an excuse because we don't have answers and 
so I think it's really important to dive into what blind faith is and if it's actually scriptural. And so an example I found in scripture that does not support blind faith um, comes from the Old Testament when God commands Abraham to kill his son, mm. Isaac. Um, and so that account happens in Genesis, but in Hebrews, it tells us that Abraham reasoned that God had promised a great nation through Isaac and that even if Isaac were killed, God could bring him back from the dead. And because of that reasoning, not blind faith, Abraham followed through with the command. So he didn't act blindly because he knew um, the promises of God's word that God had given to him verbally. He knew the experiences he had with God. So his evidence came from like his relationship with the Lord, and he trusted in that. So even though it may look blind on the surface, in reality it's not really blind mm. faith because the Lord gives us you know, all that we need to be able to trust him yeah. like that. Um, Where do you think yeah. faith is rooted in? Do you think is, is it, you know, faith, I was having this discussion with a guy um, the other day who was not a believer, and it, it got into something really interesting because he was talking about how obviously he believed God did not exist and there was no proof to show mm. that God did exist. And... Um, it's very difficult sometimes talking to an atheist mm. who firmly believes that God doesn't exist. They're avid that he doesn't. It's not, mm. not, there's a big difference between being an atheist and agnostic. Yes. Um, an atheist, and which is what this guy was, just there's no proof. There's this. This is how the world was created. Um, the Big Bang Theory. Here's how I can show you that or what he believed. And so... Um, it was a difficult conversation because I first found myself getting like stirred up and upset a little bit, <laughs> but I also know that he could, he did not see the lens that we all, you know, could see things in. And because we have, there's an aspect of the Christian faith, which it simply comes down to belief and mm -hmm. faith in Christ. True. And I told him that, mm -hmm. and I was like, look, I don't have all of the answers as to, um, you know, every question you ask me, but there is an aspect of our belief and of our Christian faith that simply does come down to believing. That's true. And he was like, that statement alone just shows that your argument is not mm. legitimate because yeah. you have to believe in something that is unseen. Yeah. Um, what we believe to be unseen, however, years ago, Jesus walked this earth. Mm -hmm. um, so Jesus walked this earth. He was seen. But I also believe, I wrote this quote down uh, yesterday. Oh, where was it? Of course, I'm not going to have it right. Um, oh, if we walk by faith and not by sight, how can we see faith? It talks about that in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Mm -hmm. um, and then he goes to say, yet faith allows us to see the unseen and believe the unbelievable. Mm -hmm. If God said it, we should believe it, and that settles it. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times there are people who try to simply rationalize is God real? Yeah. And I think that that's a battle that a lot of people struggle with because whether it's faith in the aspect of trust mm -hmm. or if it's faith in the aspect of a saving faith in Christ, mm -hmm. they struggle with those two different meanings because when someone doesn't believe in Christ, a lot of times they're going to want to know the science behind it and all of that mm -hmm. stuff. But yeah. it's, it's a confusing and like balancing road because it made me have to go to the Bible for the answers that were that I was trying to give this guy. Yeah. And so it was like an encouragement to me to continue to read scriptures and, mm. and challenge myself and ha to have these conversations yeah, with people. Because if you're not having these conversations with people, 
a lot of times you're not going to realize that, you know, there might be gaps in the knowledge that you need to know. And I think mm-hmm. that you being willing to go over to another country and just pour your heart out to refugees, just that'll be the greatest challenge yeah. there is. Especially with like their Islamic yeah. mindset as well. Right, you're not just going into ag- people who are agnostic or or atheist, but you're going into someone who simply believes a different, you know, view belief God, than you, yeah. view of God than That's you. True. So how do you intend to like mm. obviously prayer, but how yeah. do you intend to like prepare for that? Mm. Okay, good question. I want to touch on what you were talking about. Yeah. Go for um it. with your atheist friend. Yeah. You know, he all, he pointed out that you had a level of faith, in quotation marks, yeah. um, because you said sometimes you just have to believe. And I would turn it on your friend and say, okay, what aspects of your religion or absence of religion are yeah. you having faith? Because even though he may not believe in God and in the, the scripture and the set of beliefs that we have, he is believing in something. Yeah. Um, and there's an aspect of what he believes that he can't explain either. You know, mm-hmm. there has to be an explanation for creation yeah. or for our existence. And it talks about that in the Bible. Yeah, and for him not to um, believe the Bible, he has to have some sort of belief that he does believe. So I would, you know, ask those questions, ask your friends the same questions that they're asking you. Um, and then preparing for, oh goodness, so much preparation goes into interacting with people from the Islamic mindset because they do believe in God, Allah, they call him Allah, but their beliefs about Jesus are completely different. Um, and it's history and centuries of this religion that's like ground into their worldview. And so it's not like one conversation can change yeah. the way they think. So um, the Global Studies Department at Liberty has really been encouraging us to like go ahead and start pr- praying for their hearts for sure. and praying for dreams, as weird as it sounds, um, because they have a lot and they place a lot of value in their dreams. And yeah. um, a lot of times Jesus will reveal himself in their dreams, which sounds crazy for us from the Western um, <laughs> context, but hey, God is big enough to reveal himself to someone in a dream. You know? Amen to that. Yeah. Amen to that. I think that's so true. Um, yeah, I think with going back, circling back to what you said earlier about the atheist, I think that that's so true as well to ch- be able to challenge them and do it in a Christ-like way. Because yeah. I was finding myself getting frustrated that he was asking these questions and even the questions that I could give him a logical answer to. Mm. The way that he interacted with me was just with such bitterness. Mm. And I think that that can sometimes be a difference between a believer and a non-believer is how you handle a person of an opposite belief, you know, because it's not going to be, I might be able to plant a seed in his life, Mm -hmm. but it is not going, trying to convert an atheist to (laughs) a different belief and someone who is very avid Mm -hmm. about that is something that only God really can do. I mean, you saw, I think it was C.S. Lewis was once, an atheist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been a number of authors out there that have gone out to prove that God didn't exist. And through finding that God, mm-hmm. or their studies of trying to find that God didn't exist, they actually found out that he did exist. Yeah. Um, and there's so much science behind it as well. Mm-hmm. So just being able to have faith in that. And like I said, touching on another thing, 
Um, in John 12, 42 and 43, it talks about how um, many believed in God, but would not confess the name of Jesus. Mm, and yeah. so that kind of goes a, a little bit about with, with the Islamic group of people believe in God, but they won't necessarily surrender, surrender and confess the name mm, of Jesus. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that Islamic faith, because I'm not super versed in it. Yeah. Um, like you said, Allah, what is it? Is what is it about Jesus that they don't necessarily mm. believe? How does Allah, I guess, take that place? Yeah. I don't know a ton, but I'll tell you what I do know. Yeah. So they do believe that Jesus was real, um, mm. but they believe that he was a prophet, just like all the other Old Testament prophets. Um, and Muhammad is okay. the more like messianic savior figure um, in their religion. So the name of Jesus is a very controversial topic and mm. they some of them believe that he is one of the ways to heaven but he's not the only way and so that's something we have to be really intentional about um is explaining to them why he is the only way why muhammad and jesus and other prophets don't work you have to you know um, show them the scripture that he was the only way and so i think that comes back to setting the foundation of the relationship between god and jesus because they don't understand that he was like the only begotten son of God that right. came. And then also understanding our sinful state as well. But yeah, it's it's sad that Satan has had such a stronghold on that part of the world for centuries. Mm. Um, but I, from what the people I know who have served in that part of the world and with people who believe like that, there's been a lot of breakthrough yeah. in the past few decades. So very thankful that God is still working in those people. What I think is so unique, especially about like the Middle East, is that is where Jesus grew up. Jesus grew up. Like <laughs> I that's know. where like Paul did his missionary journeys. Like yeah. all of these things and I think and I, I do solemnly believe that when God is working overtime the devil is also working overtime oh, so for years and years and years and especially for the the years that jesus was on this earth you could see the devil working overtime in the pharisees and in judas i was i was mm. i was reading the other day um at, at church our pastor was talking about the heart of judas mm. and it revealed to me things I had never seen before mm -hmm. um, and how Satan does work overtimes in the time that God also is working overtime. Yeah. God will always prevail. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is an important factor to re remind yourself because for those of you that are listening to this right now, that just feel as though, man, I feel like Satan's winning. I feel like yeah. uh, I'm discouraged. I'm, I'm upset. Uh, I feel like my life circumstances just aren't, aren't making sense right now. That's part of life one to acknowledge but always know that god has the last word he has the last word when he comes back a second time when he casts satan into the the lake of fire when he mm -hmm. chains him up um and so knowing that he always prevailed he prevailed he beat death mm -hmm. rose three days later and so if you look time and time again when people counted jesus as down and out he proved them wrong mm -hmm. every single time mm -hmm. and allow jesus you know, to prove your circumstances wrong. Yeah. Because if you're struggling to see Christ in your circumstances, I will simply ask you to sit before the Lord and ask God to reveal himself to you. Mm. If you reveal him, if you ask that with a pure heart for God to reveal himself to you, I solemnly believe that he will. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to 
one of one of my friends the other day who uh, is a dear friend back home. She uh, grew up in a different. I she grew up kind of Catholic almost, um, and this summer her and I were able to um, talk a little bit and just about her faith and her saving faith. And she was asking a lot of questions of, you know, I feel like I haven't been able to see God in a lot of my circumstances. I feel mm-hmm. like I've been alone mm-hmm. in those circumstances. And I just would always tell and remind her, sit before the Lord and ask God to reveal himself where he's at in your life right now and where he was. Mm-hmm. And it was so unique to see throughout um, our friendship and time together where God has revealed himself. Mm-hmm. And he has just done that so clear and so permanently in her life. And it's such a beautiful thing. And she's such an encouragement um, to me now. But with faith, mm-hmm. say someone's listening to this right now that doesn't have a saving faith. Yeah. And when I say a saving faith, I mean a faith that is within Jesus Christ, acknowledging that he is the one true son of God mm-hmm. um, who died for our sins and rose three days later and defeated death. So someone listening to this who doesn't have faith in Christ, what are some steps that you could practically give them to kind of just, maybe they're not ready yet to just dive head in, Mm -hmm. but what are some steps that you could encourage them with? Yeah. I think one thing is you have to have at least an open mind Um, because like we were talking about, um, walk by faith, not by sight. As believers, we don't just walk by sight. We don't Mm. just see the physical realm. We have faith and faith allows us to see the spiritual and the physical realm. Yeah. And so you as an unbeliever, you do not see what we see. And so it is frustrating and it's hard. Um, and especially to you believers who are saying that, hey, I don't see the Lord in my life right now. Well, that's because you're only walking by sight. You Ooh. have to walk by faith. You hear that, people? She's speaking some and facts right now. Corinthians tells us you have to walk by faith, not by sight. And I think Man. this is where spiritual warfare is a really important topic. And I was thinking about this in relation to your podcast because you talk about mental health. And I'm like, spiritual warfare is like the biggest mental health battle that there could ever be. Amen. Um, and it's a battle of the mind. And the enemy can attack you as an unbeliever too. He can bring doubts in your minds and he can cause you to um, like have a question and then not have the boldness to ask that question or to go to a church service and be like, wow, you know, this this seems legit. And then you get scared to talk to your friend or he can he can do literally so many things to confuse you and to silence you and to silence your questions about God. And so I encourage you to ask those questions. I love asking questions. I'm that annoying girl in class that always has her hands <laughs> raised. <laughs> but that's how you learn. God Amen. created us to ask. Amen. Um, so I encourage you to at least ask questions and have an open mind. And if you were talking to a follower of Jesus who genuinely loves Jesus, they are going to be patient with you and they're going to listen to you and they're not going to approach it like we're high and mighty and everything we do and believe is perfect. They're going to listen to your perspective too. That's what we're called to do. Now, we're not perfect at it, but um, I would encourage you to find someone who is a believer and ask those questions and get into the word of God. We are so blessed in America. We don't have to, you know, search too hard to find a bible i have like 10 in my house which is crazy (laughs) and i have two apps on my phone so you know read the scripture so that would be that would be my encouragement to the unbeliever and to the believer like i said just remind yourself that spiritual warfare is real um and something i wrote down my professor actually told me this um so 
an important part of acknowledging the enemy in your mind and in your in your thoughts is remembering what the enemy does and he tempts he accuses he intimidates he hinders and he tests and if you just remind yourself of that Mm. you can point out when he is attacking you and i have started doing that and it is incredible how many lies he builds in my head every single day he's a father of lies he is he's a father of lies and he confuses yeah and he does that so well with believers too i mean he confuses the word faith right for us like that's That's so true i think i'm listening so we uh, when emma claire and i planned this episode we just talked about i was like hey like ball's kind of gonna be in your court since this was a topic she originally brought up to me and i was like yo we should do a podcast episode about Mm -hmm. this so I was like, hey, on the notes, we're, we're just going to kind of go off the conversation that we have. So my mind is so blown just about all the things that you have said, and especially that. If you look at, for instance, you can see this in the Bible when Jesus goes 40 days and mm. Satan reveals himself to Christ or to Jesus multiple times mm. trying to tempt him. Mm-hmm. Um Everything, all of those things that you just said, he did to Jesus. Yeah. And every single time, no matter what it was, Jesus would quote scripture to him. Yes. And he that's would, the solution. Right. Is knowing scripture. Therefore, for you to know scripture, you have to read scripture. Mm. And it's so important that when you read that scripture, you're not just passively reading it, but mm. you're actively reading it. Yes. Therefore, you can hide it in your heart. Mm. So those times that you are struggling or you do uh, start to fall into temptation or anything like that, you're able to quote scripture. And mm-hmm. it says very clearly in the Bible that at the name and the mention of Jesus, mm demons have to flee yes um and so for you to like i said for you to know scripture you have to be in scripture Mm. so if you're in a in a point right now in your life where you are a believer and you're like man i've been struggling well i simply ask you have you been in scripture Mm. because my struggles are very 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 present in my life when i am not being intentional about being in scripture yes and but but don't let that don't let that mistake of being in scripture is going to cause everything to go away. Mm. Because like I said, when God is working overtime, Satan is also working overtime. Mm-hmm. And so when you are in scripture, be prepared to put on the full armor of God because that is what you're going to need. Mm-hmm. Satan is going to work harder and longer hours to get to you. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need to work long and hard hours if you're not even doing if you're not even in the scriptures. Because yeah, you're not going to see him. Right. You're not going to see right. Satan. You're not going to see God. Right. And so he did, there's no need for Satan to do that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's just so so powerful. And based off what you said, you can see in scripture how 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 are we supposed to fight that? And I solely believe that uh, the biggest way to fight that is with the Word of God, mm-hmm. um, because the Word of God was was written by many different apostles and 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 breathed through God's lungs and. He's the one who knows how to deal with the enemy, and he has never lost a battle to the enemy. Mm-hmm. So uh, I encourage you, all of y'all to, to to be in the Word. Yes. So are there any other notes that you wanna you wanna share? Anything else on your heart? I know you have a lot there, and I want you, <laughs> I want to give you the full opportunity to say every word on that paper. Man, I think we we covered a good bit. We're probably overwhelming the listeners, but I will say, as a summary. Just be a critical thinker. That is something that is so important to be a believer. And I see so many believers who have their parents' faith. And you come to college and you don't know why you believe what you believe. You just mm. believe because that's what your parents told you to believe. And you don't think critically. And it's just 
a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, you don't want to have a critical spirit, but you want to think critically. Yeah. And I think that's what this whole conversation has been such a blessing to me because the Lord's been teaching me. Like, this is literally something he's teaching me now. And um, that's something I never thought about before. So I encourage you as yeah. followers of Jesus to think critically and not just believe everything that you hear from the pulpit. <laughs> um, and don't just accept every use of the word faith as valid. Um, and for unbelievers, yeah, we're not perfect. You're going to hear things from the pulpit that aren't yeah. true. <laughs> but that's it's your, it's your faith. It's right. your individual life Journey. and your eternal destiny, yeah. not the passage. Amen. Um, so the last thing I want to get to is I'm going to plug this in guys. Emma Claire is an absolute awesome person. You can tell and see her heart through this whole, whole podcast. She is very knowledgeable. Um, I can honestly say she has one of the most lively faiths that I've seen lived out, uh, by someone. As you can tell, she is leaving for France in what? A month and a half. A month and a half. So... If people listening to this want to be able to keep up with you and or support you in that journey, yeah. how can they do that? I'm going to put, if you send, if you send me the link, I'm going to put it in the podcast description yeah, so people can go do that and I'll post it on Instagram as well. For but sure. talk to us about how we can support you yeah. in that way. Thanks, Colby. Um, so I do have a few different like methods of keeping up with supporters and just sending prayer requests and encouragements. And then it's also a two-way thing. Like It's not just all about me and God's ministry through me. I want to hear about how he's ministering to you because that is an encouraging two-way street. Yeah. But anyway, I have an email group, so I'm sure my Instagram will be attached mm -hmm. to the podcast somehow. Reach out to me if you want to be in my email group or a Facebook group. Those are the be those will be the most personal ways to get updates, and then in those groups I have different links for supporting and stuff like that. But yeah, she's got sick T-shirts that she's making. <laughs> um, if you like comfort colors T-shirts, they have yeah. those. They have regular. They have hoodies. We can't all be of from that the stuff. south and not wear comfort Literally, colors. Literally, the one of the I have one comfort color shirt, and it is what? the I know, I know. Only one. It is the best shirt that I have had. Mm -hmm. So guys, go buy sweatshirts, T-shirts. It's getting cold. Get a sweatshirt. All a lot of that money goes to supporting um, Emma's mission. And if you have anyone that just wants to like, do you have options if people just are like, man, she's she's been awesome. I want to. I just want to support her and write a check, like general yes, funding that people can give we to as do. well. Uh huh. Um, World Venture. That is the organization I'll be serving through. And on their main page, there's a give option, and you put my name, and you can do that. Awesome. And, and I'll put a link into all of this stuff as well yeah. if y'all are um, feeling inclined to. But do that. Y'all take. Uh, it, it commands us in the Bible to be able to support our, our missionaries. Um, and, uh, we do that every, every month by giving to the church. Uh, if you do give to a church, you give tithes and offerings, but I encourage you around this time just to give a little bit, um, more than, you know, if you, if you have, or have the ability to do to people like Emma Claire, because she has got a, a real mission and, and vision for what God has laid on her heart. And I think that it's so beautiful because she is doing things that not everyone is equipped to do. Um, and I use that word equipped because it's such a crucial word. God calls the equipped or, and if, if you don't believe you are equipped, God will equip Amen. you to do the things uh, that, uh, he is calling you to do. I feel so unequipped. You feel unequipped, but, but I promise you, God will equip me. you. That's and what, that's his job. Yeah, that's, that's his what job. He does. So yeah, guys pray for Emma Clara. She is 
um, leaving in a month and a half to go over to France on the other side of the world. Um, so I, I might just have to decide to make a trip to France. Yes, I think it could, could be fun. Um, but thank you so much, Emma Claire, oh, for, for being willing me. to join. Yeah. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, I appreciate it. All our other episodes are on Spotify. Link is in our description um, in our Instagram. Our Instagram is just equipped.podcast. That's E-Q-U-I-P-P-E-D dot P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Um, go listen to them. Uh, thank you so much again for the encouragement this week. I've had a few people reach out to me just talking about some of the different episodes and um, all glory to God for all of that. He's been what has spoken through me. It is not my words, but it is his that he has wanted me to portray to y'all. Um, but thank you guys for just the, the constant encouragement. Like Emma said, it is a two-way street. Um, so thank you so much for being willing to take time out of your day and, and say those kind words. But I hope you all have a great rest of the week. Go be filled with the Spirit. Um, get into the Word. I challenge you to read Scripture this week, just five minutes a day. It'll do something amazing for you. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Peace out.